Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I am Kyle Fincham. This is Behind the Movement, returning after uh, a four-week break. My guest for the return is Marcello Palazzo. I'm super excited to, uh, to share this conversation with you. I think you're all going to enjoy it quite a bit. It's nice to be returning. Um, it got to be a little difficult uh, trying to organize conversations while I was bouncing around from uh, one city to another while I uh, was doing this infinite play tour here in Europe. But uh, there's just one more week left. Right now I'm sitting in Amsterdam. Um, and this afternoon I will leave for Hamburg for the final workshop of the tour. Um, but it's been amazing. It's been an adventure um, this past weekend here in Amsterdam with uh, the group hosted by Crazy Monkey Movement. It was beautiful and amazing, so thank you so much to everybody who was there, and thank you to Crazy Monkey for, for hosting and organizing. This coming weekend in Hamburg is looking to be a, a, a really big event, potentially the, the, the largest turnout for all the workshops, which will be exciting, and a, an amazing way to, to, to wrap up the tour. Um, that event's hosted by Simon Pooley of Roots Movement. Um, so yeah, if you're in Europe and you haven't made it to an Infinite Play event and uh, you want to get one in before I take off, this is the one. Um, there's still time to sign up, so uh, yeah, I would love to see you there if you'd like to join. And you can go to my website, kylefinchin.com, for all the info on that. Um, yeah, after next week, I'll be back in the United States. There are some events lined up um, back in North America as well, and I assume there will be more as, uh, as things come together here. So feel free to, uh, to sign up for any of those, and you can always um, sign up for my moves letter to get updates and also some writing that I share on my kind of thoughts and ideas and, and, and wonderings about things. And uh, you can do that at my website as well. There's little um, uh, boxes that kind of at the bottom or top of every page with an opportunity to, to subscribe. So feel free to do that. I try to send a, a, a newsletter out weekly. All right. Those are my little updates. As I said, my conversation today is with Marcello. Um, it was amazing. It was wonderful. Um, we had the, the, the pleasure of um, connecting in Vienna about a month and a half ago, or maybe two months ago now. It's all a bit of a blur. But um, actually, it was at the beginning of the tour. I had finished in Salzburg, and I made a point to swing through Vienna um, on my way to the next location. Um, and I made my way over to Marcello's class. I, had, I got to take his class afterward. We... Um, had a chance to, to speak for a little while and decided maybe we should uh, record another podcast. Um, I was busy, he was busy, um, but the stars aligned about a week ago and we were able to, uh, to get this off the ground. And uh, I felt like it was the proper way to bring back the, uh, the podcast after a break here. Um, if you're not familiar with Marcello's work, let me read you... Um, a little bit of his background here. 
Marcello is known for his studies of movement and relationship with the environment. His interest in investigations of different artistic and scientific dimensions brought him far and wide. Notably, he helped, he helped shape the face of parkour in Europe, got his Master of Science degree in Strength and Conditioning at St. Mary University in London, and was part of, the Edo, a part of Edo Portal's team for three years. Current his, currently, his body of work continues to develop, integrating in a coherent philosophy, movement dexterity, dance, urban practices, the science of strength and conditioning, and athletic principles. Through his teachings, Marcello wishes to improve other people's quality of life, allowing them to find their individua individuation and identity through, through deep transformative work. Recently, he started releasing a lot of free practical materials to help everyone fuel their movement journey under his vision and school of practice. Uh, Marcello has included um, 10 protocols here uh, as part of that free material, so um, the links for those will be in the show notes. Um, so feel free to check those out, and uh, I'll be checking them out as well. I'm really happy we got to do this. I can't thank Marcello enough for uh, this conversation and the opportunity to come and practice with his group in Vienna. And um, yeah, looking forward to reconnecting again in the coming months or uh, sometime next year. So this is it. Let's not waste any more time. Here's my conversation with Marcello Palazzo. In the beginning of October, uh, we'll start back with the classes and uh, also most of the tours and all the new materials. Mm, and a lot of people are moving to Vienna to start studying, so very exciting. People from a little bit all over, from the US, from Australia, etc. So yeah, wow. things are evolving well, yeah. Man, that is amazing. I mean. I feel it. I feel like, I mean, we talked about this because I came there and we did your class and then you and I got some dinner and we got to chat a little bit. And yeah. I mean, I feel this like momentum for you and it's, and it's moving very quickly. Um, so yeah. I guess my, I mean, I want to ask you two things. The second question mm -hmm. is the one I really, I'm, I'm super curious about, but the first one is like this time that you're going to, you're taking like a break between the classes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you doing like a full pause on everything and being like, I'm going to turn off and like not log on to things and not do like online coaching emails? Or are you just going to like do like some sort of extended pause? Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not going to do a complete pause. I, I will pause for, for around a week. Now we are taking a little break and going to Crete because I believe um, what is necessary after a lot of doing, there needs to be a moment of emptiness of complete uh, pausing so that things can start to be reorganized also inside the mind. And then uh, we will go straight back into it, but uh, with a bit of less focus on doing and uh, more of a focus on uh, doing reorganizations and uh, deep thinking uh, and um, yeah, setting directions. This is something that I always feel necessary at a certain point during the years. Uh, you know, like the think weeks or uh, in general, think months. Or These are absolutely necessary points where you switch off from the world. And then, of course, I, I still have the, the online students. And also I cannot completely disconnect. 
but uh, let's say I devote uh, one hour, one hour and a half to that every day and the rest is practicing and doing research and doing this uh, massive remodeling. And the way I, I feel is really placing my hands in the mud and then allowing the lotus to grow. Yeah, but without the mud, it's not gonna come out, right? So it's, it's good to go back there. It's good to go back into hardware mode and uh, try to remodel everything every time. At the end of every year, I tend to do this. I, I look at the school, I see where it is at, where I am at with my practice, with the people around, what's needed. And then I recreate uh, the new sprouts. It's a kind of a literally pruning, mm -hmm. right? With the, with the bone size. Now you're pruning a few of the branches and then allowing the, the tree to continue to grow in the right direction. But if I never do, and if I don't take a step back and I don't look at the bird view, then I get uh, I, I, this momentum you're talking about, it eats me alive. Like, a, yeah, here surfing the way the big wave comes and then you're smashed into the bottom of the ocean and you cannot do anything about it because you, you didn't see it coming, right? And that's what we want to do. We want to see everything coming and then continue to select the long-term strategies, which is something that is very hard to do because we are living, when you are in this uh, momentum, you are really in this uh, fast-paced perception. I don't know if it ever happened to you, but when you're there, you cannot imagine how a star would think like in terms of the huge galactic time, right? You're just uh, shrunk down into thinking your life is going to uh, be, you know, one week long or less. I don't know how, uh, how much the butterfly actually live. I think it's a, it's a week, but I might be wrong. Maybe it's 24 hours. Or... Anyway, so they, they are trying to pack as much as possible. And I guess their perception is I need to do, right, uh, yeah. as much as I can. So I step back and literally I, I, the, the feeling is I go up onto things, remodel, and then uh, dive in again. Mm. So like, what is, I mean, as you're kind of winding down here, what are some of the things that you're already thinking you are looking forward to remodeling or, or are already kind of on the list? Mm. Yeah, a lot of things are on the, on the list. So first of all, the first layer is uh, remodeling the practice so that it is uh, more and more um, coherent and more and more aligned to what I believe there should be inside the school and uh, what I've been doing until now. So, for example, uh, you know, if you are familiar with my work, I'm uh, working various skills from uh, the lightness, developing lightness, developing acrobatic maneuvers, developing um, climbing skills, uh, swinging, hanging brachiation. Then uh, I'm working with uh, uh, controlling the emotions, et cetera, et cetera, controlling uh, fear. Uh, and uh, creating a lot of different scenarios to explore them, right? But because everything is coming from a bottom-up process, what is sprouting or the way it's sprouting, it's a little bit like wild grass. So uh, there might be, I, maybe it was a day in which I was researching something about acrobatics, right? And then uh, in there, I would find out something about fear of falling, okay? Uh, but then maybe that portion would be better addressed elsewhere, right? In the specific uh, area where we are working, the, working with fear, 
So what I do in these moments of remodeling is I say, okay, these, let's say, uh, various practices, uh, ideas and principles, I should take them and reorganize them under a different kind of categorization so that also people, when they go through them, they make more sense. Uh, and uh, of course, I try not to, to create separations that are too sharp, but I do it because in this way, when people are you know, eating the soup, it feels nicer. Also uh, for myself, for the upcoming year, et cetera, um, when uh, I will uh, choose to go on certain projects, I will know a little bit more and a little bit better what to do and how. Yeah, so this is on one, on one layer, which is the practice. Um, on the other layer, I am thinking about all the educational system and the school, uh, the way it should go. Uh, and the, also the, the various collaborations and the, um, yeah, bo both the, the research side and, and of course my practice with, the, with teachers and on the other end, uh, my teachings. Um, and I want to make them so that they are at the same time sustainable for me and for the, for the people around, but that they are not killing the rest of my life and other people's lives. So mm -hmm. this is this uh, fine uh, what, now creating what, the harmony. Also in the previous podcast, I talked about it. Uh, it's something that's very important, trying to find the balance so that actually I still have a lot of hours during the day to do what I need to do mm -hmm. uh, and to continue to push this onwards with a certain ease and not with the effort, because I believe this is, uh, yeah, one of the, the ultimate things we want to go towards. If we are always struggling against everything, probably something is off, right? But uh, due to the complexity of what we are doing, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's necessary. Co complexity means to uh, come so together and plek to to weave. So complexity means to interweave, not so to um, and we have to we have to deal with all these different layers of which this is made of. And unless I go in and I really try to separate them and understand uh, you know how much I can devote to each area and to each type of teaching that I give uh, I will be sucked in I will be destroyed because having online students and you know having the school now live doing the events it's a lot of things running at the same time so uh, this is more on my end of course but also for the people uh, when I'm uh, creating the design for their programs or the practice for those who wish to uh, learn from me. I always want to make sure that they are continuing to nurture their passions and that this is a fuel and it, it doesn't become something that suppresses everything because you can suppress for a few years, but at a certain point, the pressure pot is going to explode. So uh, uh, this is uh, these are the main things I'm, I'm doing. And then, of course, uh, on, the, on the last uh, layer is my deep study, like personal studies. Uh, where should I take them and uh, continuing to expand on the pioneers of movement in the last century and before, of course, and uh, setting the directions on that on that uh, train as well. Now, so I, I always want to have around you know, maybe 10, 15 books I want to read in the uh, next uh, four or five months, something like this. They need to be there, right? And uh, this requires, and especially during the, the deep thinking weeks, uh, they, I need to find them. I need to make sure I have all these directions set. Um, and 
on top of all this, during these weeks, I also spend a lot of time being and not only doing. So just uh, sitting, taking the time to do things, <laughs> breathing mindfully and uh, you know, enjoying my day and being very immersed in the moment, which is something that I normally try to do. And I, I'm trying to install as many technologies as I can in order to live in this way. But, you know, when the frenzy is there, it's harder. So, yeah, well, I mean, this is what I was talking to you about when, when I was there and we were <clears throat> having some dinner and chatting. It was like, I mean, you said like the frenzy, but and I said momentum. And then there's like, it's this, this, yeah, there's this energy about you and what you're doing right now. And I, you know, it's almost like things can start getting added to the pot, right? And mm -hmm. you don't even realize that all of a sudden it's like slowly starting to overflow, but it seems like you navigate it so well. But I'm curious, like, you know, how much, how much do you reflect on kind of like the responsibility of like mm -hmm. the, the current situation position, we'll say that you're in and, and yeah, like the, the, the amount of eyes and ears that are kind of aimed in your direction and, and yeah, like how much time do you kind of, if any, think about like, mm -hmm. wow, like that's a pretty large influence, right? Mm -hmm. No, I, I do reflect on this quite a lot, actually, uh, because, and I, and I always uh, confront myself with the close people. Uh, yeah, I talk with uh, Julia for sure uh, weekly about this. And I am thinking, well, first of all, of course, I'm thinking of, uh, how can I be of help, right? And uh, trying to ask myself as a teacher also, what is it that I want to do and I want to convey? And how can I uh, support and uh, help everyone rise to the clouds, but at the same time, uh, without doing it for them? And uh, also not, uh, as I was saying before, not you know placing this uh, big lead on top of their lives so that they cannot... Uh, remain connected for long and I'm so what I do I really try to treat this responsibility as a as a dance right so I, I shoot uh, a few moves here and there and then I see how people react respond and then uh, you know plastically I make my next decisions so I have a long-term strategy for sure um, but at the same time I also want to leave everyone uh, free to interact. That's why, for example, now in the socials, I'm trying to ask quite a lot of questions and uh, create this place for interaction for people. And they are, of course, influencing my uh, yeah, my processes in a way. Not completely because I still want to be in control because I know how things uh, need to come together at a certain point under my vision, of course. But at the same time, there are many roads together. So why not have people also help me in this and tell me uh, what they feel like it's uh, valuable or uh, what they're interested in and uh, what uh, will work for them or not. And because in this way also, I can realize my bias uh, of perception that are, of course, natural because bias emerge from difference, differences in personality. That's the reality. So if a person is higher in... Uh, agreeableness or uh, neuroticism or, or uh, openness to experience or extroversion. For example, I am very high in extroversion, right? And very low in neuroticism. So I know that I have uh, 
I, I, whenever I project things, I'm a bit too positive about anything that will happen, right? So I, I already, uh, by listening to some critiques and feedbacks and here and that, they're useful because I, I, I tell myself, wow, what I thought it was really good, actually, it, it can be uh, remodeled a little bit and, you know, like, and it, it's very helpful. And in this constant communication, I find a good balance. I, I find that uh, uh, I'm also able to recorrect my inclinations that, uh, of course, I listen to, but I don't want them to drive all that I do entirely. Um, so in this sense, I address the responsibility so that I don't fall too much on my side. Like I, I, I but, but of course, I cannot be people that say, yeah, but I can also be my own devil's advocate it's false you can't but you can allow other people to be and to take in all the critiques all the ideas uh, with an open heart if they are coming from the right place of course not that everyone uh, should be listened to of course they can say but uh, many times they're just destructive criticisms and uh, put everything on the scale and then things will uh, will start to move better in a better direction over time. And I saw that actually listening to people and uh, communicating and exchanging a lot of emails. And nowadays I'm exchanging a lot of emails with a lot of uh, uh, schools uh, and uh, yeah, leaders of communities, but also just uh, general practitioners that ask me things. And uh, things are moving forward in a different manner. I feel there is a big return. So the more I, I give, the more it comes back. And this is a direct communication. I don't care if at a certain point this will hinder my growth, like in terms of, uh, you know, maybe the numbers that I could have reached if I was in full on into, you know, capitalism and, uh, you know, like I, I'm going to say what, what's correct and what's not, right? It doesn't matter because this slow growth, it's very organic in the sense of, you know, we are doing it together. And uh, I feel, uh, yeah, people are... Are appreciating this and I do appreciate all the people that uh, of course support me so on this sense I, I'm addressing the, the responsibility on the other end always for this from the same uh, bias perspective I don't realize completely what's going on you know like how much of an influence I'm having at the in this moment uh, you know and for as much as I can jump out and have a bird view when I see like the other day I posted this clip and it was half a million people saw the clip, but what is half a million people? I cannot, I cannot understand. I, I don't know. You know, like it's hard to conceptualize. For me, you know, it's hard to teach to 50 people. It's crazy. It's like, the, the, I remember uh, back in the European movement meeting a few years back, there were maybe 200 people. And it, it's, it's a sea of eyes. Uh, and uh, it's hard to see anything in there um, so on the sources when you see these numbers is even crazier so at a certain point like keep the certain uh, point I just uh, continue to go as if you know I, I was speaking to the right uh, group and you know as I would have done years back in my in my hometown when we were 10 you know yeah like, um, I mean, that's my experience with you is like, there's this kind of immense amount of authenticity, right? And it's not just, I don't know, um, it's not just like humility and kindness, but there's also like a, 
yeah, you, you listen and there's curiosity. You ask a lot of questions, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, yeah, I appreciate that. And I think that's something that like, as like somehow you're continuing to hold on to that in like different ways, despite this, like this, this train that's gaining speed, which mm -hmm. is really fascinating to see. But I also relate to what you're saying about not realizing these things based on numbers. I went over to, to B12 here in Berlin to meet up with a friend for a coffee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mine, the things I do are not nearly the numbers you have, but this podcast, I didn't realize like kind of like people listen to the Started podcast to and, and I, yeah. and I just look at little numbers and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I'm all of a sudden I'm at B12 and I'm talking and there's somebody in the line and they're, they're like, Oh, I know your voice. Uh -huh. Oh, I recognize you. And then someone else is like, Oh, you're the, you're the behind the movement guy. And I said <laughs> five people, like in like a span of 15 minutes, like, Oh, da, da, da. And I'm like, I didn't yeah, even occur good, to me good. until it's, you're uh, there. Of course, recognition it's, uh, comes for those who are doing work that is uh, adding something to the table. This is, this is essential. Now, of course, um, the important thing is not to get caught up in this, but also not to ignore it and to, it, it means something, you know, if uh, the podcast continues to rise and if now some popularity is, is arriving uh, and uh, we keep the, the authenticity up, as you're saying, which is what I'm trying to do as much as possible, then... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's all good because it's uh, uh, it's the way it should it's supposed to be. It's not like, and that's why because we are not uh, doing this crazy marketing strategies that sometimes take people from zero to a million uh, people following or something like this in in a, a month. And then what are they gonna tell to this million people? You know, it's just I'm scared because, I mean, if things come slowly, they come with you. So it means you can sustain it and it's okay and you have a lot of things to teach and you have a lot of, a lot of things to say but uh, if you take a random person and you put them into national television to say something uh, and you want them to say something relevant about movement for example they will uh, look at the television say some idiotic things like is happening in many you know like political parties nowadays at least in italy and and then you you listen to it that's wow what is happening? <laughs> so I think it should be, this differentiation should be made. And, uh, and again, everything approached with the right uh, mindset and with, the, with attention to the details. Uh, because again, like, uh, you know, even 5,000 followers to the right people, it can mean a lot, right? You know, and it can, it's 5,000 5, lives. If it's people that are really interested, it's a lot of people, right? And um, yeah, so on this end, uh, but I think on this end, we're aligned. I, um, I, I think about it like in terms of stand-up, because I told you I did stand-up comedy for mm. 10 years. And I think about it in terms of like starting with open mics where you're not even performing for a real audience. You're just performing for other aspiring comedians. And then suddenly mm -hmm. you get booked at like coffee shops and you're there in front of like five people, you know, right. and then you get to do clubs and maybe it's late night and there's like 15 or 20 people. And then you just kind of start moving up and there's more and more and more and more and more people. So that by the time mm -hmm. you actually see a comedian on television playing the like national television and thousands of people, they've been doing it for 10, 12 years and they've done thousands of sets. Right. And then there are the times where you see somebody and they're like, oh, there's something off. And it's because somebody skipped a step. Skipped the line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes it's not even their fault. It's just an accident or something that they just like, something happened. Yeah. And, and that's why I always, 
say it. I don't know, like uh, some of uh, my students they say, I, I want to, I would love to open a school. I would love to do this. And, well, and I tell them, are you sure <laughs> what you wish for? Because uh, not because it's something that you want, it's something that you should do. Uh, not, maybe not now, right? Maybe in, uh, in a few years, maybe. Because there is always the other side that nobody ever considers, which is, okay, I want this. Now, what is it that stands behind the curtain that I cannot see? Right. So, for example, I know the, when uh, you are uh, you are you're managing a lot of people in a lot of settings, uh, you need to know how to manage your time very well. No, because otherwise, and you, you are going to need to anyway sacrifice some of it. And if you're not good at doing this, you will be completely uh, you know, destroyed by the wave of momentum, as we said. So if you're not ready to sacrifice some of the time and to do a lot of effort in understanding how to remodel your life and to redesign also that it, it can work. Uh, maybe you don't want that. Maybe you don't want, because what will happen is uh, you, you will really get uh, get stung. So uh, like, uh, or, or uh, you're, you're doing a stand-up comedy, you go in national television and you do your performance and it's not good, right? And, and then you, you, you're, you've burned your career so yeah every every step we build oh, like a little uh, by little the bird builds its, its nest with the little branches uh, would it start with uh, some huge branches it wouldn't work at all it would be a big mess uh, yeah so this is uh, one thing that i think for people it's important to remember uh, and this is true on you know in all fields so first, what is it that you wish and can sacrifice? And second, are you ready to do what you're supposed to do? And if not, okay, go through the various training rooms. Yeah, the 72 uh, rooms of uh, Shaolin. That's the way it goes. Yeah. What I'm, I mean, you use the, you know, the story of the, the nest there but i as you were talking before i imagined it a little more like a forest the forest grows so slow right and you were talking about mm. being patient like kind of letting things like emerge slowly but like there's still like this space where you see a forest is going to grow mm -hmm. and you 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 said briefly about like um your vision and also what you care about um i always use the term like message right like we have the content we present, right? And you you talked a little bit about like um, just kind of the qualities and things that exist maybe in like the containers that hold certain content. Mm -hmm. But um, the content is, is is to me like a vehicle for the message. And when you mm -hmm. say vision, I'm like, oh, like is you know is that message? So yeah, I'm curious like what it is like what is a little bit of like the the language around your message and like why why you're choosing what you choose to present and how it kind of ties into like you know, what you, what you wish to see or what you wish to, you know, offer people or, or offer, you know, maybe culture beyond movement. Mm -hmm. So, well, first of all, one thing that is very important to me is to allow people to live a meaningful life and to allow them to explore every part of, and every part and every facet of which they are made of. Uh, which I believe it's an incredible journey and it's uh, a big riddle. Uh, and it's uh, 
the way it's built, this riddle, it's very unique uh, to your own temperaments and the personalities, et cetera, et cetera. And they need to be uh, explored and unfolded into the various scenarios. And unless you go to the various scenarios, you will not be able to meet all of this. Uh, and uh, well, first of all, there are the, the, the uh, if we want to use a, let's say, a, a categorization based on the various chakras of which we are made of, which are the projection of the limbic brain that can go inside, but can also go and project outside. So we have the roots of the base chakra. And so a person needs to make sure that it's addressing this layer, first of all, right? So in the, in the root, you find the daily living. So what is it that you're doing in your daily living? How are you uh, choosing to spend every second of, of your life? And I am choosing uh, to, to, to do so by immersing in this uh, movement practice. And therefore I'm making it uh, very variegated and uh, um, so that, that it, it can remain alive for my life or beyond. Because if this is not present, I will not be able to sustain it and to study in there and be remain at the root right and i i searched and i searched until i found this so i don't search anymore uh, because that's what you do people have these ideas now that they need to continue to search uh, until the very end of their lives but it's not necessary actually you search and then you find someone or something and you stick to it i for example i have some good friends and have a, my girlfriend now we're getting married you know in general you, you find certain things and then you stop searching and you continue to cultivate them. Anyway, find my practice and this is my root. Then comes the, the second. So in the second, you have all the, in a way, all the wars. Yeah, so all the various demons, the confrontations. And that is where uh, the different um, um, harder scenarios come in play. So situations that will make you deal with frustration situations that will make you deal with fear with uh, anger with a lot of different ne negative emotions and this studied in the various settings so for example i would go into the into the heights to study i would go into the depth of the water i would go into a hole yeah exploring some uh, old abandoned building to study claustrophobia i will study uh, the basophobia the, the fear of falling in acrobatics in various uh, ways, etc. So I would enter this confrontation and I will gather some information about myself and of course also how do I manage all this and how do I improve on this uh, on these layers so that I can reframe them, I can uh, reshape them and also diminish those who are too much tuned up and so that they can all be part of me and I can integrate them. Right, and then uh, third, uh, it has more to do with uh, again, like uh, the, the fire, the, the this this the the journey. So I want to make sure that there is a powerful process. Not only so, if you consider before the roots, right? So you have the various practices, various area areas, but then you, you have the third, which is more the 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 the, the process, and so the unfolding of them and this is where meaning starts to arise and where meaning starts to come because meaning is not something that emerges out of one spot but it's um, being created by having a certain aim and then uh, wanting to reach a goal and then uh, facing every step on the way that 
every, let's say, um, barrier on the way that will not make you hit and reach the goal, right? So you're creating all of this and you're, you're keeping everything very concrete. Why? Because otherwise things will start to become very blurry for a lot of people, for example, that are suffering anxiety or for, for yeah, many other things that are, of course, abstract, but also very concrete because you're feeling them, but uh, you cannot really see it on a body. Maybe you can, you can guess, but you cannot be sure, like with all the interoception. Um, so uh, and what happens is that they, they have a certain maybe pain that they want to avoid. That's why you get anxiety, so you, you avoid the pain. But then uh, because everything is very blurry, they don't really have a pain. The, the, the situation will not really uh, give them a specific pain, like a physical pain or emotional pain, very clear. And many times people cannot really define what it is. And everything remains uh, in the sky. And then you start to get these chronic uh, settings in which, because they're not anymore connected to reality, they stay up there. They stay up there. And like, yeah, so for example, instead back in the day, uh, there was maybe a, a tiger outside your layer, right? And uh, your cave. So you have a lot of anxiety and then the tiger is gone. Then the anxiety is gone because it was very connected to something concrete. And then now it became something very far, like maybe now there, in, in four years, something is going to change in my life and yeah, like my stability will be compromised. And But it's a big uh, sophistication you're making in your brain, right? And, and with the practice, instead, we're coming back to the concrete. It's just... Well, tomorrow we have we have fear because we are standing on top of something high, or we have certain anxiety because if I fall from a rail and I hit my leg, I'm going to get hurt. So this renormalizes the nervous system, right? So third, it's it's this. Then fourth, as the fourth chakra is more to do with the. Um, uh, compassion and love and selflessness and understanding that you're not alone and that you're not so important as you think uh, that of course you are you are but uh, you are uh, not the most important thing let's say in this world and that actually being together and collaborating and communicating we can go way beyond what we uh, yeah what we can be alone right and this is uh, uh, this is where the the second phase of movement the way I call it, uh, comes into play. So all the work with the relationships, I saw also in your work, you're doing a lot of work with the relationships and this is essential. And it's, I believe, addressing this uh, aura sacra. And then the, yeah, the, the fifth has to do with the growth uh, and uh, making sure addressing the fundamental um, layer that is, evolution and adaptation and making sure that things are going in the direction you want them to go and that they are not degrading because of course you can be in a process but you might not be making any progress or you might be looking at the wrong things and uh, yeah so it will really lead you nowhere or maybe it is leading you even into degradation and uh, not only of your body but sometimes in your mind people are making some crazy process progresses and then you know they're stuck there um they are stuck. So this is for what concerns the five earth chakras. So like going from the, the throat down. 
And uh, these are the, the ones that I'm trying to resolve the most with my practice and with the people around. And of course, as they go through the investigation of all these uh, different facets of the self, um, they will observe them for what they are because in each and every one of us, they manifest differently. Now, it might look, for those who are not familiar with these uh, concepts uh, of chakras, for example, I recommend a book, and it's called The Serpent Power from uh, Ayalon. No, what was the name? Arthur Avalon. Uh, yeah, it's actually, yeah, the, yeah this was a nickname. Uh, his, his name was John Woodrow. Something like this. It was one of the first ones to bring the chakras to the to the West, and it was very from India, and it was very interesting for me to read, and uh, uh, it, it helped me clarify a lot of things. Now, anyway, these are the the, the work that you will probably be reading there has to do with the investigation, the internal investigation into all these uh, different uh, parts of the self. But I think we can sublimate them and we can use them as a framework to observe the things at things the way they manifest in our lives. And once we do so, we know we cannot be in the wrong in a way because they're part that are present inside our microcosmos, right? So because you look inside, you see them, so you can be sure they will be there because we are part of everything else, right? So I find this to be very powerful. So, and then once the earth is resolved, then one needs to go to the heavens. So. The, the upper layers, but of this we will talk another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, save, we'll, so we'll save that for the third one. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the, the kind of, I don't know, the, in some ways, like the clarity, but also the room for like mystery and wonder, even like in kind of the use of the language that you're, you're using, which mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know, takes me to my next direction because like, you know, we've gotten to talk like a number of times and, and I see how kind of, you know, call it almost systematic the way that things kind of like lay out. But also, I also realize yeah. that you also create this space and you even said it in the beginning for kind of, what did you say? Um, you didn't say curiosity, but it was alluding to other people's like their own unique curiosity as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because I remember, I think we spoke about this when we were, when we were eating as well, the idea that like kind of finding that balance between like handing people things, but also like creating the room for them to like tinker and discover and, and find. And yeah. And I'm, I'm curious how you navigate that, how you reconcile that, how, how you create those options for people within so like creating the room for the undefined within the defined. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is a great question because it's something that I've been thinking myself a lot because if I leave too many doors open in a way, uh, people get lost and they also start to think, well, I don't need any guidance because it's just doing whatever, right? I can, I can just do it. But no, there is a very specific framework to... Uh, to follow, and that's what I'm trying to create. It's a map, in the same way as, uh, of course, not not that I'm I'm uh, the same as Patanjali. It would be great, but uh, <laughs> definitely not there. But you know, like what, what he did, what he did with yoga, he created a map, right? So, mm -hmm. 
you can go through the various steps for the sake of then reaching Samadhi. So it was a, a yeah, literally, I, I, I really view this, these uh, programs that they left behind like a geographical maps, right? And I'm trying to create geographical maps as well for the sake of people reaching their individuation and their self-realizations uh, and um, personal discoveries through movement. So there is a framework, but at the same time, this framework uh, is not completely open mm, because we, cho we chose a specific topic. Now, so what I do is this. First, with the people that come in, they will be directed on the same uh, roads. Like, okay, so they will choose whether if they want to walk a little bit more to the right or a little bit more to the left, which is very important because still they have some choice, but it's on the same avenue. All right, and then little by little, this uh, big road separates and it goes into a lot of uh, different little roads. And then eventually they meet all together at the end. We will meet at the end because I'm not at the end, of course, I'm walking with them. But uh, the idea, so in, the people in the beginning are going to stay with me uh, and we are going to do this process uh, together. That, uh, and this process is pretty much directed and there is a little bit of an option for exploration, but always within certain platforms that I've installed. Little by little, also this will, will disappear and we will go a lot into also more open settings, open settings, games, uh, yeah, um, improvisation uh, situations, uh, open scenarios, missions, applications, creation, etc. And in all this, they will be working, but they will be working a lot more by creation and a lot less through being directed. Um, yeah, so if you if you are familiar with um, Moston and Ashworth, which were two um, teachers, um, they have created the, the different teaching styles that are very uh, dear to me because I, I I did my uh, bachelor thesis on this, mm, and they they are they have basically created a continuum of teachings from something that is very much uh, directed and reproductive to the open and productive, and they are moving people in this continuum so that, like, uh, for example, to make a, something very concrete. In the beginning, you do this and that movement and you learn this choreography. And then in the end, in the middle, you're working with a score. So something that is much more open. Mm, like for example, imagine you're moving in honey and, uh, and yeah, something like this. And then eventually in the end is free association. Okay, now you dance. So this would be moving into, into the spectrum. And I'm trying to move people from one end to the other end. Now, when they are still in the reproduction style of uh, of work there's there's there is still space for investigation but through more directed questioning and through more a more simple setting it's like when people go through high school for example they guide you right they say study this and study that and study this and then they finish at least in italy they, they usually go to universities and universities instead of doing what they do in a lot of other countries like i did my masters in the UK, and it was much better than the bachelor in Italy, if I have to say, be honest. And they, you know, like in Italy, they continue to 
won't feed you until the very end. Instead, on the other end, or of course, what you're going to find outside of university is that at a certain point, you need to continue on your path, right? And if they gave you the right tools, good, you will be able to. Otherwise, you're going to face the reality. And the reality is, oh, wow, actually, there is a, like, reaching that uh, big freedom that I, I, I wanted it's not the best thing that happened to me. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's complex. And a lot of people stop studying. That's uh, now it's uh, very prob problematic nowadays. I, I always ask to people, you know, what were the last five books you read? And five <laughs> people tell me, well, I, I'm not sure if I can list you one, but it's crazy because when they were in their high school, they would, they would constantly be reading books or going through things or you know and uh, so in the beginning I help them and I drive them and I constrict them and you know and I allow them choices but uh, within a more stri strict scenario and then I leave it more open for creation application of all the different skills etc um, while of course for those who wish I continue to teach also some more terminology and to show them where everything else can go but I like this idea that a certain after a few months years whatever it is people go on their journey and then maybe they can come back and then we can start this communication so that they, they can be part of the school but not all the time and it's essential and I wish also other uh, of my teachers in the past would have done this to me with me like uh, yeah sure you can go you can come back you can because I felt and only people, only each and every one of us can feel deeply inside what's needed for them. If they listen carefully to the, to the little voice. Now, if I tell you, Kyle, you know what's needed for you? Uh, maybe you, you have an idea, right? And people should be listened to and should be given the, the, the responsibility. And then, but when things start to get uh, more confused and now uh, back in the cloud, well, welcome. Welcome back to the school. Now that the doors of the temple are very open. And uh, now let's continue to unfold together. Now you're done with the next piece of work. Go, go again. And many times, you know, I, I, I am also in the, uh, in the mist and I find myself lost, uh, not being able to see beyond the next horizon. And okay, that's where many times I stop or I do the deep thinking or I just remove myself for a while and things then rewire. And it also, like, um, when people go off and, and, and then return, that can also be, like, opportunities to, like, spur new ideas because someone else is coming in with their own oh, yeah. revelations. They're like, oh, my gosh, I just went on this journey to this other mountain and look at what I found. And it's like, oh, well, show me that, too. And it's someone like you who's, like, asking questions and curious and everything. Like, that's another thing that can, like, plant a oh, seed. Man. Big time, big time. I was super happy. For example, now we did the intensive in Italy, right? And I had a few uh, recurrent students that came after. Uh, yeah, they were not with me for a while. Uh, for example, Nico from Hamburg, and now we opened the movement school there. And, uh, and, but many others, you know, and, and uh, to see them after many years coming back, but still not being connected in the day to day, uh, but he would come into some events, he would uh, stay in communication, we would do some Skypes, and, you know, it's great because I can see that it's what he needed or she, she needed, you know, depending on, on the person. 
uh, you know, they, they come back and I can see that the materials, the ideas, the concepts, the directions were digested and were transformed. And now they became something else. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy because I'm not here to necessarily control everything. I cannot, of course, even if I wanted to, even those who think they can, just uh, you, you think you can, and then a volcano erupts or you know an earthquake comes or the next meteorite hit the, the earth and you feel how minuscule you are. And this, this uh, ideas of power, what you can actually do is idiotic. And it's it's also very very uh, hard, you know, on uh, on everyone around, mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to be like this. But uh, yeah, so I agree with you completely. And this is happening for, to the other people, but it's also happening to me. For example, when I go back to certain areas that I left there for a while, I find them; they grow. They they've been growing. You no, know, like uh, the other day uh, we went back to go into the third module so new new material on the uh, rail contact acrobatics mm-hmm. and uh, things were waiting for me like uh, and and i was never able to find these things it's just something now connected and it was there so by now i have i have understood and this mechanism is there are a lot of things that uh, are happening through directed thinking a lot of things that are happening behind the curtains and we should be staying more humble with this process because you cannot direct everything, not, not at the speed you wish and not, it is not going to happen in the way you think. Uh, but if you stay open and you're ready to lose battles and you're ready to step back and you're ready, the long-term strategy will, uh, will, get reso- will, will, uh, will resolve everything. And I think that's the same for uh, for teachers as well, right? To to be patient and let things unfold because there's also this allure for teachers also to even if it can't always be articulated to almost develop a certain amount of dependency to get people mm-hmm. to keep coming back and returning because uh, you use the word capitalism earlier and like there's that like well, you know, do I really want to teach them to fish or do I want to like get them here so I can like throw the line out every time mm-hmm. and you're talking about like teaching the fish and being willing to say like, Hey, like it's, it's okay. Like, you know, go, go see what's out there and the relationship can change. You know, I remember yeah. listening to um, Alan Watts, maybe talk about that is like the difference between like psychotherapy and what happens in kind of like the mainstream religions, right. Almost mm. being like, you know, like what's yeah. wrong with your thing. If people have to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, big time, big time. But, uh, you know, I, I find this is coming out of uh, uh, this desire to control everything and to uh, please oneself you know, constantly in any possible way and not asking the, the honestly, the question is what people uh, want. You no, know, like a few people throughout my life, they ask me, what do you care about? What do you want? what uh, living a good life means to you, what, all this. And fortunately, I start to ask myself these questions, but a lot of people are, don't have this luxury or they d- didn't find this in their path. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge problem because the, the, the teachers or those who are in this uh, you know, high, higher spot, they have the 
power and the responsibility to give you these questions and to allow you to say, okay, look, this is what I can give you, but look deep within and see what you want and what you can what you can achieve and what you want to achieve and uh, etc and, and pointing at the mistakes that maybe they have made so that other people cannot make but at the same time again it's uh, it's not about being too gentle and you know agreeing on everything on any any layer all the time uh, like for example a lot of uh, close people they ask me you know, can i teach uh, with you here or there or can i uh, can you uh, i don't know help me open this facility that and with many of these i i've been uh, pretty hard it's like well first you show me right if you show me what you what you can achieve what you can do then i will support you but not from the start it's important this thing that everyone goes through their hardness and you know, they're also making some mistakes of course i can help direct a little bit but this is a very important path not so not that everything should be given in, in a because of course if you're if you're not facing your discomforts it's gonna be very problematic that side as well you know like uh, somebody might say what is the the best parent the one that is constantly helping the the child or the part the parent that is leaving also the child a little bit you know by himself or herself and you know, just making mistakes and uh, getting, uh, you know, hitting the, the head on the wall a few times until they understand it's a wall. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, it makes me think about like um, the idea of apprenticeship a little bit more. And, you know, you know, we don't always have that because now people want to show up and they want to buy something. They want to like buy mm. moves or they want to buy protocols. They want to buy systems but it's mm. like an apprenticeship where you kind of get to like go through the patient process of like witnessing somebody's process and witness somebody's values and see the artistry and witness the craftsmanship and, mm. and, and begin to like, not just like know the things, but like understand through kind of putting your hands through it. And yeah, mm. I'm sure I'm certain I've mentioned down here, but there was like a, this episode of um, chef's table where they were like with the chef in Patagonia and he had all these apprentices around and they were like cooking in the ground, right? Yeah. And like putting the food in the ground. And then for every one of the apprentices at some point, he would walk up to him and say, today's your last day and you have to leave after this and you have to go. And it's that like a little bit of that hardness that you're talking about where it's like, mm -hmm. I support you. I care about you. I had you here and wanted, and it's not, I'm not kicking you out because you've failed me in some way i'm yeah. telling you it's time to go because now you're you need to go explore beyond where i'm at and then we can check in in a different way mm -mm. somewhere else down the road yeah and i'm trying now to, to install inside the the, the net uh, what i'm doing uh, precisely this so i'm thinking maybe i should have a system where people can enter and kind of construct their programs if they want to. And if that's what they're interested in, you know, like doing some protocols or things like this, they will be able to do it. But this will allow me to have more apprentices. So this will kind of be like the, 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 yeah, the back door. People, you know, coming in and out of the temple to get an idea of what it is and not wanting to be involved. And that's fine because I did the same with a lot of other systems, right? I was uh, immersed 
into the into into doing a sort of research of my life so many times i would uh, peek into this uh, youtube channel into this into that go to one website download the program or the, and and have a look at how people were doing things but without necessarily wanting to dive in right but at the same time by paying and supporting i was uh, uh, you know thanking them for what they, they were doing and uh, saying okay cool maybe meet you down the road but do your thing and then maybe if they did things correctly that's what i'm i'm thinking about doing is just, i would take this and i will make it in, make it into a sustainable system so that also other people can come in and they can do the apprenticeship pro, uh, program so they they are in and i can follow them one on one and on this you know i i cannot follow more than maybe 15 20 people something like this but uh, on the other end with the programs yeah uh, yeah, I, I don't need to be there, but also they, they answer to different um, yeah, scopes. The way I, I view the school is similar to the to the Chinese system of the temples. And so you have the, the outside. Did I tell you about this one? No. So it's it's the outside circle of people come in and they pick in and uh, maybe pick a few protocols, ideas, framework for work, exercises, nice little uh, ideas. They go in and out, and these people can uh, can do it all the time. Then I have the middle uh, circle, in a way, where people come, maybe to the intensives, maybe to the events, and they remain connected, but uh, it's not something regular. So they, they communicate with me, and uh, we I, I know where people are, but uh, and I can help, and I can see what, where they're going, but they're not constantly with me, right? And then I have the inner circle, which is... The, the circle I'm more interested in because it's where the real work is happening. What I, that's what I believe. And uh, these people that are in the inner circle, they are the reason why I'm doing things. Like the main reason. Because this, you can really change people's lives. And I, I saw it happen again and again. And if you do it with the right people, then these right people you know, will be maybe leaders of communities and will help other people do the same. So it will be a process that is much more powerful than just picking in from the outside. So these people in the inner circle, maybe they're studying online so regularly or they're coming to whatever it is that I'm teaching the classes or they're coming regularly to, to some events or, you know, in general, they are there. They are there and they are doing the work and I know uh, where they are in the process, etc. So with the, and th this separation, I think it's essential because it allows me to also know how much of my time and efforts and energies, energies should I dedicate to the various uh, circles. Because, for example, when I started, I didn't have this. And I was sometimes even devoting more energy to the outside than the inside. Hmm. Right. But nowadays, yeah, sometimes I write an article. Sometimes I, 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 I post something that is a little bit more... Um, mindful, etc. Uh, for the outside circle as well, but the main work is being done on the inside. I'm writing articles and I'm uh, communicating daily and exchanging emails. Usually, you know, I was uh, laughing the other day because I'm I'm writing something like between three to five thousand words a day for the students. Yeah, like through for the emails and all of this is just it's crazy. Like I, I just passed the few emails. I was like, have, have a look at this, dude. It's just it's crazy. Like the amount. So if I would uh, just stop that, no, I could write several books on the, which is maybe something at a certain point I wish to do. But for the moment, I prefer to support 
close people in this uh, in this way. So, uh, and, and if you notice, the, the outside circle is becoming, in a way, more what the people want, but also a little bit more shallow than in the past. But I think this is a bit necessary for the sake of making it more accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, the clips are simple clips, very practical material that they can learn, some progression regression schemes and some uh, nice ideas, easily digestible. You go through them, good, gives you a little boost in this other direction, and then you go on with your life. Instead, in the past, I would uh, produce maybe some articles that people would need to spend, you know, days thinking about it if they really wanted to go to the depths. And I still do, but less, because now I, I know where to devote my energies. And I think this is very important because uh, energies and time allotment is key. No, it's very important for me to come and talk to you in this podcast so we can uh, reach and talk to a lot of people. And it's great for me to talk with you every time we, we come out with a lot of things. And I find it, it is going to have a good impact. But, you know, I, I make space for it. Not, it's not something that uh, happens by, by chance or because I say yes to everything. You know, like how many people are contacting me to do this or to do that podcast or rather than uh, you know, uh, this collaboration or that collaboration uh, for you know, brands of uh, things that they want me to wear. I don't care because I know who I am, what I want to do. And because, yeah, of course, this could give me a higher income. I, I start to wear, you know, like uh, the shirts they send me or this and that, but uh, it's not the path that I've chosen for myself. And I think every one of us maintaining this um Writer's, writer's way of uh, living, they'll be much happier and, and uh, much more aligned with what they want. Just, uh, and I, I'm not in a situation of emergency, so I can allow myself to do this, but this situation, it's, it's built one brick at a time and after many, many years. So, and this, uh, no, I remember our talk, you know, that I was asking you also how things are going and you were telling me where you are in your life and how things are coming together and what is your vision and you know this is uh, to me it's the it's the panacea to all the evils you will encounter mm -hmm. yeah 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 i really i really admire what you're saying i really you know i think it matters and and, and when you're speaking to like things like accessibility and also things like you know um being communicative, you know, like I, there are these small gestures, right. That take a lot of time. Oh yeah. Right. Um, but I do the same thing. Like I, I, I maybe not 3000 words a day, but maybe a thousand words a day because, yeah. you know, I think that like people really are left in this place where we have been kind of like deprived of like the things that in culture would have like given us the support mm -hmm. as it is, you know, like we would have had these certain kind of communities where like all, a lot of these things would have been addressed. And I think that many people are deprived of that in, in, in culture and in life and in community. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think that a lot of what we're talking about and what we're doing honestly and it's something that i struggle with for other reasons but it's like this is like wisdom that 
at other times in history would have never been a commodity. Not for sure. And, and, you know, creating the opportunities where someone can write you a message and then you'll write back. It's like, oh, well, that is like a little bit of some version of like village mindedness. Mm -hmm. Right. Of being like, oh, like there's somebody down the road who like knows a little bit about this thing. Like I can go knock on the door and we can exchange a few words. And that just really matters. You know, it like makes this giant, scary, confusing, complex thing seem like something where it's like, well, there's another human being. It gets a little Mm. bit smaller, just a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And also another thing that you do when you're in person, you can usually, well, if you, if you, uh, (laughs) if you, if you are a person that uh, is high in this level of being, so it's very present and it's there um, with the, the whole self is that things will, that will come out of the conversations are not things that you could think by yourself or even things that, you, that would come up in a, chat, a quick chat on Messenger or something like this. Mm-hmm. No, So it's important to, to take the time to sit, to communicate and to allow things to... You know, to, to, to really grow one on top of the other. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you completely about this, uh, this uh, village setting that is very much missing. I, I love it whenever I'm going back to Abruzzo, you know, the middle of Italy where or my relatives are, I did a test, a DNA test, and I'm 98% from Abruzzo, so it's just fully from there. But wh- whenever I go back there, I get this sensation you're talking about. It's just... I'm there and uh, yeah, I wish to do something, to talk with someone. Well, I'm going to go to my grandma and knock at the door and we talk, right? And we spend two hours talking and a lot of things come up, stories, ideas, and, uh, you know, prospect of the future, but also a lot of uh, looking and observing the reality the way it is. Ah, look, look, look at the cat, what he's doing there. Ah, no, 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 no. What is that bird? Ah, remind me the name of this plant. And this continues to go to the point where, really you get uh, back into this natural state very much uh, uh, immersed and uh, real real this is one thing that uh, i find is also missing this uh, aliveness and vibrancy not only in the experiences themselves in terms of you know they don't have to be crazy but they have to be there and uh, even yeah with the communication and writing and taking the time to sit and think and craft something that is really uh, deep and not uh, yeah not uh, the first thing that comes to mind it's very important it's very important i uh, even and not only of course it, this is uh, just one layer but the other day i i drew few things and uh, now I wrote uh, a letter to julie and this and that I, I do this all the time but and it, it takes me a lot of time but I find it essential. And those who don't do it, eventually, because they don't have time, they're going to pay the price for the time that they're not dev- devoting right, to doing this. Yeah, I think that um, listening takes time, right? Like it takes time to, 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 to be in a moment and listen, but it also takes time to feed our potential for listening in all mm-hmm. the ways that we can. You know, that's, a, that's an investment. But mm-hmm. it's an investment worth making because when you think of, 
when or when I think of it or you think of it or anyone thinks about it, like when you feel listened to, it's really important, you know, and and that supports everything, right? It, you know, even to bring it back to movement, like I always think to myself that the moves and the techniques and the qualities and all these things might matter very little if we like haven't fed our potential for listening. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it's an investment, you know, and like what you're talking about, like the practice of like really listening to a moment and the or listening to the relationship with the person and listening to like where they're coming from, where you're coming from and what that moment looks like when you bridge it with a note in a drawing or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and by the way, listening is something that comes from sensitivity, which it's a byproduct of attention and awareness. I mean, it all goes back there, like most things, but it's, it's very important because you're not going to have deep listening unless you have sensitivity. Like you're, and also a certain capacity to, uh, to step back and to assume this meta position. And then at the same time, this will not be present if you don't have attention. So actually inside of it, there is a lot. There is a lot. So you're there talking, listening, being present, not, not with your thoughts going somewhere else. I know you uh, listen to the podcast, you, you have your thoughts uh, going a uh, hundred miles an hour somewhere else. So come back to that with us. But, uh, you know, this is very important because if you don't do this today, tomorrow is going to be worse. It is going to be worse because I see it all the time. I, because uh, over the years, I'm, I'm really trying to discipline myself in this. And also because in all the traditions has been said, number one thing is attention. Attention, attention, attention. So, and the socials and you know, our phones and the, the fast-paced society, is they're all fighting for our attention, right? So if you don't take it back and you don't owe it completely, you're going to be a leaf in the wind. And you, want, you will lose all your potential for sensitivity and deep listening to others and also to the, the, the voices inside. And then you're, you're gone. You're gone because you will be a, 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 a manipulate, like a, a puppet that can be manipulated very easily. Yeah? And if you encounter some asmanas, yeah, the, the, people, the, the people that can use deception over ordinary people, yeah, like uh, people, let's say, with the higher um, level of understanding about the topic than you, they will be able to direct you somewhere uh, very easily. But instead, if you're listening and if you're there, if you're attentive, it will, you will develop your critical mind. You will develop your, uh, your approach and your, your discernment between what's right and wrong and uh, how should you be directing yourself and, you know, and everyone else if you are in this position to do so, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, and I continue to do a lot of work and it's hard, and, but I, I will continue to try and counter you know, the, the, the effects of nowadays society. Uh, because when I came back to Italy and I was talking to a few teenagers or a few friends of mine that had some kids, this, this, the, <laughs> the situation is drastic. It's, just, uh, it's really bizarre. You're talking to them and then they're already thinking a million other things and reflecting about what's going to happen tomorrow. And then they're stressed. Well, guess where it's coming from? 
you're never in the place where you're supposed to be. Breathe. And and you're, t- you're, you're time traveling. Time traveling all the time. And we know this is the default state, state network of the brain, right? But it's also something that was really pumped and, you know, like uh, tuned up in the last period, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and uh, yeah, we have to use compassion, of course, because it's, for a lot of people, it's not their uh, mistake. Of course, they, at a certain point, they need to take ownership for this. But it's also true that uh, the people that are growing up nowadays, it's hard unless they have the tools. They are victims of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes me think, I think when you, we had dinner, I mentioned that book, Understanding Media, to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's on your list for the, the, one of the, for the couple I will of read. I will read it. Yeah, definitely put it on there. Um, but yeah, that we've basically outsourced so much of our sensory experience, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's being carried by technology and then it, it, it kind of, yeah, it ends up taking our awareness. But I, I thought, um, as you were talking about sensitivity, um, you know, I do jujitsu. And after I saw you, I think I got, it was maybe two weeks later, I was in Milan. And I ended up staying there for about a week and a half. And I did jujitsu six or seven days. I got like a week membership at this place called Milanimal, which is a great name. <laughs> great name. <laughs> um, but I'd been recommended to go there by a gentleman in Berlin who was like, there's a guy who owns this place and he teaches there. And I think he's been doing jujitsu since like the eighties and his name's Andrea. And I went into class with him almost every day. And he was brilliant. I mean, really speaking about like what we're saying here. And he was saying like, I need to teach people sensitivity and present opportunities to like feed their sensitivity before anything else can oh, be yeah. learned on top. Like that is the base layer. And he said, and he said, he's like, it's not just of jujitsu. It's of everything, you know? And that's like, people often talk about the similarities between fighting and dancing kind of on like what the level of what you can see right with the movements but i often think that like really the the similarities between the dancing and the fighting and the playing and the hunting right is is the sensitivity and like we can explore that potential in so many places and that was his message he was just like i don't the techniques are going to mean very little if i haven't like created the opportunities for you to become more sensitive Mm -hmm. yeah 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 no i see this all the time and the only way to reach this sensitivity is also through a reduced tone uh, of everything, right? Uh, of muscular tension, of uh, emotional tension, of uh, sounds and, and everything. And that's why, for example, a lot of uh, uh, spiritual teachers, like Thich Nhat Hanh is, a, is an amazing guy. Uh, and uh, when, I, when I listen to him speak, in any setting, he would always lower the lower his voice, speak very clearly, and everyone is that coming closer to the yeah, coming closer to feel right. And they they realize if I don't shut up completely and I cancel all the thoughts that I have, I will not be able to even hear the guy. And the guy is saying a lot of meaningful things. So they, they were using also these ways, you know, again, technologies to try and enhance sensitivity in people because which sensitivity do you think is going to come out of a strong man that just finished you know throwing uh, super heavy weights around and you know like shouting 
in that moment, very little. Maybe he's a great guy outside and he's got a lot of sensitivity. Actually, a lot of guys that do this have uh, because they, they are looking inside a lot. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, or, or other settings as well, other settings as well, like uh, when you are uh, at, at the desk all day, now with the shoulders tensed up, you go home and there is there is some somebody talking to you gently, but you are holding so much tension inside that uh, it's like they're every time they're playing your the strings in your uh, in your back, like you're you're being played like a bass bass. So something is off, and I keep seeing this again and again, and. Uh, but but probably the, the place where I, I would see that is uh, the most important is the listening within, of course. Because there are a lot of things that are emerging out of my intuition. I, I'm sure after these think weeks, it's going to come, right? Uh, a new intuition of some kind. And if I'm not there to, uh, to, to pick it at the right moment, I, I need to pluck it. Uh, it's not going to stay there for long because it's very subtle. No, and uh, I, 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 and again, I learned it. I learned it through a lot of work, and many times still, I, I lose myself in there. But at least I try to remove all that is going in in the direction of making me more dull, or less sensible. Even even when I'm having some conversations and I I start to get angry. And I feel like well, I shouldn't be. It's not useful now. Okay, so I just leave, and I leave and I lay on the ground. Just or or I breathe and I, I walk and I, I do and and then I go back after fifteen minutes and I can continue. But there is no reason to to work when you are in the middle of the fire. I mean, unless it's strictly necessary. But you know, like for the moment, I cannot yet control certain things. So I just leave and I remove myself and then I come back and ready to go again with sensitivity because if people would do this there would be very little wars going around in the micro and the macro yeah i agree because it's um yeah without sensitivity we're we're, we're kind of de dependent on words mm -hmm. and the things that are defined right and sensitivity is a thing that we can't you know it's it's our nervous systems having a conversation yeah and our potential to like understand that yeah right like yeah. in our own nervous system and that comes from just like the experience you know and that's again like why i loved what that guy andrea was presenting because he was saying you know kind of just showing me some ideas about how he kind of presents since you know increasing that capacity and but as he said he was like when i he's like oh sometimes when i teach i don't even refer to it as fighting I'm like oh it's more like dancing but just to kind of give that permission to be like we need to like explore that area um yeah. But yeah. And when we lean too much into the words, that's where our communication can get a little bit limited or, or things get lost in translation, you know? Sure. And, and that's, yeah, a little, like, I think you say, like these micro and macro wars mm -hmm. can emerge when we're, when we haven't interacted in this like authentic way enough and, and, and lack that sensitivity. Yeah. By the way, what you're saying uh, in fighting, I found it every time I went to fight with someone. And uh, if they don't have this layer, it's a big mess. 
<laughs> it's a big mess. It's just you're getting hurt. Uh, people are getting hurt all the time. They don't understand precisely what we're doing. They cannot um, uh, dive in and uh, learn something and everything is dulled out. Fighting is the, the extreme end where you really need certain sensitivity. Of course, fighting and dancing, but also in all the, for example, all the environmental practice. If you cannot feel the ground uh, when you're um, uh, taking an impact, for example, you're going to demolish your body. If you cannot feel a, a pole while you're standing on it, you won't be able to hold, the, hold balance. If you cannot feel the gravity uh, pushing you down while you're uh, climbing something and uh, you cannot feel the, the rule of the triangle acting on you. <clears throat> so you're just going to release the wrong arm and you're going to, uh, to swing, you know, to flag to one side. And, and you will pay a price for it and again and again until to the point where you start to feel like, wow, actually, I need to try to make all that is uh, implicit, explicit, but the only way to do it is through sensitivity. So I, I find this to be one of the, yeah, the fundamental uh, layers. People talk about fundamentals, uh, talking about push-up, pull-ups. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> They're supposed to be something that is way broader. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so funny you said that. Yes, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Maybe you're similar to me where it's like I get into the habit, like once I like latch onto something, I start repeating it over and over to people. Like I say, like mm-hmm. I like, I throw things out there and see like what works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I latch onto things and I was saying it just the other day, I was like, I don't know, when we talk, when people use that, I said the exact same thing. People say the basics all the time. They're always talking about the basics. And I'm like, I don't know. If you ask me today what the basics are, it's sensitivity and something like rhythmicality. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a broader net and it's simple, but a little harder to like always systematize maybe. Yes. Yes. Well, it was a big topic in intensive anyway, because I tried to do homeworks in this uh, direction uh, for myself, because people talk about the basics, right. And I wanted to give them some ideas on the basics of physical preparedness, for example. And we have addressed uh, a lot of it uh, in what I believe are true uh, fundamentals, which is not something that is coming out of um, something super simple that you that everybody can uh, define, but more goes in the direction of, well, I'm talking about something very practical and physical, not like in physicality, in physical prep, but something that addresses uh, skills and breaks down skills to the minimal uh, inseparable uh, component because this is a thing it's very important because you can you can take uh, a lot of salt and then get to the grain of salt uh, right but you if you go beyond and now you have the two different atoms and a and cl then now you, it's not anymore salt table salt is something else and what people do with movement is that they they start to separate the salt even more to the point where they are doing something different so I asked myself, where is it that is still a grain, that is still salt? And uh, I started to work a lot with the, the various uh, lines present inside the body, but also relating them to skills. Um, like, for example, uh, the, the elastic, uh, uh, in terms of the elastics, uh, you have all the, uh, the keeps, the stots, which is this uh, simultaneous con- contraction of the body and uh, you now jumps, et cetera, et cetera. Now I, I went through a full list. I, I, not something I, 
we're going to do now, but you, you can see these things and then you can see how they, they manifest uh, through into the various areas, whereas certain things like push-ups, pull-ups, and you know, one leg squats and things like that, they do not, they do not in that specific way. Usually they are something much more uh, diverse and that, that has to do with the reorganization of the body, a reconfiguration of the body. And instead of staying on something that is too uh, simple and just capacity-based, it should be tied to skill anyway, but made it easier and made it more accessible. And that's what, one thing that I'm trying to do right now. And it's a good exercise because on, on this end, is the, there is the, the, the very practical parts. And then you have, of course, what is more abstract and the principles that are high and they 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 are all encompassing they are always present like uh, sensitivity and, uh, and and awareness and yeah what we uh, we were mentioning right now you said rhythmicality but also all the attributes right so the readiness and adaptability and uh, creating speed and dexterity etc yeah yeah it's um yeah i appreciate to like dig deeper and I think that that's what I, one of the things I, I like about what you are presenting and, and, and that, that you're like continuing to dig. I think that that's, uh, mm -hmm. I think that that's exciting to see because there's a lot of people out there saying that they have answers. And to me, I don't know, you, you have a lot of questions for people. And it sounds like you also like always seem to pose questions to yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's really beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I find every time I try to look at the, at the big picture again and again, and I, I see, where is the black hole? Where is the black hole? Okay, what is missing there? I try to go in. For example, look in physical prep. Everyone is doing force. They're talking about force production. But force production is a given. It's necessary. Because if you don't produce force, well, you won't be able to do anything else. But now we are we, we're stepping beyond that so how do you circulate the forces how do you redirect the forces how do you manage the forces how do you uh, learn to uh, recycle them etc and of these things this is what interests us not how do you produce or the, resist the forces alone right and but this when you go into each and every one of these they a whole new world opens. This is the thing. Sometimes, like for example, you go into forces recycling. I go in there and look like, wow, wow. It's the world of elasticity. Now let's go on a journey, on a five-year journey on elasticity, right? Exploring it in all possible ways. Then you go into forces circulation. Okay, so now we can go through the reconfiguration, the changes of configuration of the body through the utilization of the various forces that are entering or exiting the body, uh, like uh, the gravity, the ground reaction forces coming from below, uh, the centrifugal, centripetal forces, and et cetera, et cetera. And I find that once the, the finger has been pointed in that direction, things will change because you're changing perception, so you're changing everything. And I'm trying to do it in the most honest way and, you know, like really and uh, hammering on all these things and really trying to see, okay, people have these axioms and they have these ideas about what's needed. And there are. does this match my experience first? In most cases, no. 
Like uh, you need 1.5 squat before you can uh, jump. What the hell are you talking about? Right? It, not my experience because I can make my, my grandma do a bouncing session and she'll be fine. So it's completely false. Now, okay. The second uh, question I ask myself is, okay, now consider this. Uh, where is it? What, what um, areas haven't been discovered yet and uh, they've been underlooked and, you know, and I start to go into them and I look and I look and I dig and I ask a few questions and then big enigmas come, come up and there, wow, it's a new world, like literally. Yeah, masters have been uh, created on strength training, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a master can be created on circulation of forces inside the body. Why not? It's just that it's unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a nice example of, um, you know, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Oh, yeah. Right? And instead of and instead of like retreating, you're just like, okay, well, I knew this one thing. Now I see five things I don't know. So I'm going to go spend time on those five things. And then you do those five things and you realize there's 10 other things you don't know. And you just keep like, you just keep digging. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what makes it all interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel. It's really, it's like, it's infinite. Wow. This is great news. I can continue to go and, and do this for the rest of my life. And uh, instead, if I, if I, if I already could find and so everything, like for like many people do, you know, it would be a disaster. Yeah. I have, I have one more question for you only because you brought it up earlier. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I end up because I talk about books and things on here all the time. I get messages about books constantly. Mm. You said like an hour ago that you asked people, what are the last five books that you read? Yeah. So I won't ask you about the books that you plan to read, except I know Mm -hmm. you're going to read understanding media. Um, But how about you tell me the last five books that you read okay, and, and, may, and I'll tell you the last five books I read. And uh, I'm sure that will be something that people who listen might, might find valuable or appreciate because it's a very common question. Sure. So I went through uh, the illuminated mind mm-hmm. and I, I, some of the authors I, for, I forget, but uh, I will, uh, yeah, I will go back into into them, and maybe I can uh, I can post the the, the authors uh, okay. down there, maybe down after in the post. Uh, I went through uh, Rolfing and physical reality. Mm-hmm. I went through the a, a nice book on uh, Shaolin training. Uh, it's called Authentic Shaolin uh, Heritage: uh, Training Methods of the Seventy Two Arts of Shaolin. Uh-huh. And I went through, uh, well, I went through it again. I already did in the past, but I really dwelled uh, deep into this one. It is the Everything Moves from Solorzano. Solorzano, this is a great book. Uh, uh, and uh, the last one was, uh, it's a book from Ben Stein uh, that is uh, on coordination of women, something like this. I will uh, find the, the specific name. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's an old uh, manuscript that was not translated. It's hard to find, and I was able to dig uh, dig the net and find it. And uh, yeah, I went through it. it. Everything is very much related to what I'm doing right now and uh, the research. 
because it's also something that I, I wanted to go through for the intensive. But uh, now I think it's also the time to read uh, another novel. I would love to go back to some novels from uh, James Clavell. Mm-hmm. Shogun is one of my favorite books. And uh, maybe from all the Asian saga, I will read something more. And, and uh, yeah, I have to say also one last thing is that I also read uh, the book that my brother just finished writing. Really? But this is uh, still a secret. So this is, yeah, he, he really, he wrote because when we were young, basically when we were kids, uh, we always were going through a lot of adventures and uh, explorations and this and that. And we would, we have, we have created our own world, right? And then my brother put it together and he created this book, but he, he really pulled from mythology, from this one. It's like, it's, it's a beautiful and he will, uh, he will release it some point uh, next year, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I really look forward to when, when it will be released. Of course, I will, I will post and publish about it. But uh, I'm so glad and happy because for the moment, it was just for my ears and my, my, my eyes and my cousin's eyes. But uh, I was so glad. And, you know, who can, who can have a book being written on their, on their, on their childhood imaginations? And wow, now I'm so glad that he did and so grateful. Uh, I really hope it will be a good success because yeah, I know he put a lot of effort into it and is uh, is a great mind. Like I always, um, uh, you know, if if I am creative, is is uh, also like double, you know, in terms of uh, really like what can come out of his mind. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. uh, must have been a trait in the family. I don't know. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, let me know when it's available. I'll uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I read, um, I read this book, Ways of Seeing, not too long ago, which is Ways um, of Seeing. Ways, Ways of Seeing, which uh-huh. is, um, yeah, for example, like basically each chapter kind of moves between writing and then like a lot of images of like either different pieces of artwork or different pieces of like advertising and just kind of looks at like, yeah, all of like our, our unique ways of seeing and how it influences us. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fascinating. Like for example, like taking like a, a certain period of art and, and, and looking at like how an artist was presenting something at that time and like what the artist is seeing and mm. how that kind of influences what, what is being presented there, mm-hmm. you know, like on anything from like wealth and, and, and economics to like, you know, romance and eroticism, like of, of the way that artist was perceiving that at that time, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I read this book, Mating in Captivity, which is a really nice book about relationships and, and intimacy, but I think it's kind of, um, it surpasses those things. Like it, it, it transcends. And I think it speaks to just like how we navigate relationships and of any kind. And that they're like, there's like this magic in this like tension. Like if you and I just sat here and I don't know, lived the exact same life and there was no kind of like thread or something that got a little tight once in a while, like mm-hmm. it's not terribly interesting. Of course. You know? Um, I reread uh, Wisdom of Insecurity, which is one of my favorite books. I don't know if you've ever read it. No. Oh, I might have I to gift take notes and I, 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 will... I'm, I'm, I might have to gift that one to you. Well, yeah. This is the promise, an official promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be making a promise on that one. And then, oh, I read this book called The Living Mountain by Nan Shepherd. 
Okay. Which is such a beautiful book. It's like, it's a, it's really a book of philosophy, but she's talking about like her walks and her hikes through like these mountains. And I think Scotland, and mm. I think she was doing it in like the 1920s. Maybe the book didn't get published until like the seventies or sixties or something. And she didn't think it was a great book. And then it ended up becoming this big hit, but the way she kind of observes these interactions with the mountains speak to like life, right? Mm-hmm. Like at one point she talks about peaks, right? And like, especially in our world, there's a lot of people chasing peaks. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of at one point says like, you know, a peak is great, but like you're often up there by yourself and it's not really the best view, you know? And like when you're moving through the valleys and like along the cliffs and things, there's so much to see and so much to take in. It's like, she's like, I don't go to the peaks often, you know? Mm-hmm. So really beautiful book. And then what was the last one I read? Yeah, and it's uh, also in um, in uh, the art of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nanan saying the same thing. When we monks are going to the top of the mountains, we are not going to the top of the mountains. At the certain points, the top arrives, mm-hmm. but we are just walking and enjoying. And then this will uh, energize us and it will uh, give us something completely different. Now, then just reaching. What do you do once you reach the peak? You reach the, t- the peaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. No, yeah, I will go through this that, one. That, that's a nice one. And then I think, that, did I say five? Whatever. The other last one was 4,000 weeks, which I think I told you about when I saw you, which uh-huh. is um, the idea is that 4,000 weeks is roughly the amount of time we will live. Yeah. And if that's our amount of time, what, what do we do with that time? And how do, we, how do we navigate it? Because there's this allure to try to like squeeze everything in because especially now the world shows us the infinite possibilities but our yeah. life is finite and we will do a finite number of things and mm-hmm. how to like do that. And yeah, um, kind of not, in, not necessarily taking the most, but like live something rich because we weren't trying to like do everything when everything's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. I find this to be, well, of course I didn't read the book, so I don't know, but and there is a, a nice uh, infographics I've seen where, where you have all the, the weeks that you're going to live in your life. And even to have it just there in front of your eyes. Well, for somebody it can be depressing, but for somebody else, like when I look at it, it's just, well, I know precisely what I'm doing and mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste a single, you know, like a single breath on doing something that I don't want to, to do. And that is leading me away from what I believe is meaningful. And this, this, this taking, well, actually, we started with this, not talking about the bird view. If you never take a step back, you will not see what you are. What you are. The meta position, even in psychology, is fundamental. Uh, you need to step out of where you are in order to see yourself. Otherwise, how can you see yourself if you are, if you are the same thing that is observing? Mm-hmm. And like if you are too identified. So uh, great. Nice. Is there anything, um, I mean, I know you're about to go on like uh, a nice little break and things are happening and you mentioned a, a workshop in, in Japan, but is there anything coming up between now and the end of the year or anything you want to like um, let people know about? Yeah, so, well, uh, first of all, to so stay tuned about all the news and uh, things that will come out in terms of uh, the various um, uh, educational settings that they will release because there will be many. And uh, of course, part of them will be paid, but uh, also some of them will be just open source. So I will continue to give to the community back uh, in, in every way I can, as long as people continue to support me. And uh, yeah, so, and also I appreciate all the 
attention that there's, there has been towards my uh, channels in this period. Um, yeah, and then in the in-person classes, if people want to join in, it's going to be in October, I will restart the classes in Vienna. There is, they're, going, they're going to run for a whole year. Uh, and uh, so this is also another opportunity that I don't know if I will uh, have forever. Uh, right and uh, so this is a good moment and then I have also events coming up so if people uh, are willing to if people are coming from Asia well I will be in Korea and then Japan uh, in September and then we will be uh, back to Europe and in October we will start with the Vilnius first of all Movi just as a good friend is and student is hosting me and then we'll probably go to Israel at the end of October, and then uh, we're going to do London in uh, November uh, and uh, maybe Berlin and end of November, but I don't know because I still need to hear back. And uh, December will be in Paris. So a lot of uh, things are happening. And, and well, and the, the big news is also in January, we'll probably go to Australia. Really? Uh, yeah, and do the tour of Australia. So we'll see how this will uh, come together. Then uh, February, March, we'll be back here in Vienna and maybe running a few events in, in Europe. And then in April, again, the tour in the US. So yeah, it's going to be, it's really filled the year and uh, full of these uh, little hills, then culminating with the intensive next year. And But now we are in this uh, planning mode, but there will be a lot of opportunities for those who wish to come close to, you know, to, to, to dwell a, a little bit uh, deeper into the work and uh, yeah i hope uh, that we, we will also manage to cross path or to do a third podcast or you know yeah. people will appreciate yeah man i well one i was so great to get to see you in vienna that was like a, a special afternoon evening um i Thanks. yeah i'm happy we got to do this again i really hope that i we get to connect very soon hopefully not in the u.s hopefully i'll be back here somewhere and we'll get to connect and then um hopefully i can attend one of your workshops then too when like my schedule is not so crazy yeah no, i would love to and also yeah i uh, i would love to have a look at what you're doing as well with infinite play you went a little bit all over i was very curious but then million things happened but uh, yeah next We're year busy people yeah 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 yeah, we'll plan far out. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll schedule very far out. I'll know past April now. I've got to plan something and make sure you can be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. We'll. we'll um, uh... But also, man, um, I just want to say, like, I I can't think of many people who I'm I'm as excited to see like the the momentum happening for, you know, because like I don't know, you're. I always say like your name comes up and I you know, there's so much about what you're doing that people want to talk about. And I don't know, the first thing I always say is like, Mar Marcello is just so kind. And I think that that's like the first thing I think of. So like, I don't know that you're putting in so much like hard work, you're passionate about it, you're excited about it. It makes you happy, you love it. And all of that, like wrapped in this like bow of kindness and how you like share it is just really beautiful and exciting. So I like, can't wait to see like what next year looks like, what the next five years looks like. And also right. like, Man, I'm excited that you're getting married too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for all the words. Yeah, I take them in, and uh, they mean a lot. And uh, to see that uh, from the outside, some of the light is uh, shining through the fingers, and uh, it's still visible. 
uh, it's probably because it's really coming from the heart yeah like all that I'm, I'm trying to do nowadays comes from there and uh, if, if you can see it I guess other people can see it as well it's just I am here to help I'm here to do things together you know I'm here to help push the field but in the more open and uh, enthusiastic way uh, trying to suppress no one and uh, being in peace and in collaboration yeah with the with the with the people that uh, wish to be on the same journey.